Hello, I am Lori Wondra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wondra, and thank you for listening. I thought it was time for me to record a podcast a little bit deeper in astrology. When someone asks you, what's your sign, and hopefully it's not as a pickup line, They're talking about the sun sign, which is the basis for most horoscopes today. There's 12 sun signs, each with its own character traits, inclinations, learnings, motivations, etc. And the sun blends with the rest of the planets to form your unique, one-of-a-kind astrological blueprint. And this is why someone may not always seem like they are just an Aries or just a Leo or just a Cancer. It's a good place to start when learning about astrology, and it can take you far in terms of understanding yourself and others, but realize that over time, there is no ideal sign. Our chart is activated by many of the 12 signs of astrology. We evolve through our interactions with people. And when most people talk about their sun sign, that's where the sun was at the time of their birth date. So that's why your time of birth and where you were born is so important because it is based on the longitude and latitude of where the planets were at that time. And it is what Western astrology is largely based on. The rising sign, also known as your ascendant, is your social personality. It's how you are dawn on people as it relates to the zodiac sign that was on the eastern horizon when you were born. And your rising sign represents your physical body and your outward style. And also the moon is important. Where was the moon at the time that you were born? That's really how you handle emotions. So when we talk about astrology and people say, what's your sign? They're usually talking about your sun sign. But I would suggest as I go through any of the discussions today that you listen to your sun sign. You also understand your rising, also known as your ascendant, and your moon sign. That gives you a really nice picture of the planets. But I also want to say we evolve through time with the help of our sun signs. That's how we present to the world. Our rising sign and the moon sign All the placements of the planets at the time we were born contribute to our uniqueness. But like the universe is always moving, so are we. We are not who we were exactly when we were born. We have progressed and through events, we have grown. We have experienced the best and sometimes the worst of our signs. And the interactions that we have with other signs create all the adventures and the interactions that help us grow. That is how we learn. Please don't excuse your actions or others' actions by simply saying, oh, that's what their sign does, or speculate or assume that just because someone is a Leo or a Cancer or a Sagittarius, that they won't or they will act a certain way. In other words, not to reduce someone to their zodiac sign. We are complex beings and we should honor our complexity and the goodness we bring when we interact with those that are different from us. 
This is how we grow and we evolve and we transmute the energy. This is our human beingness. Certainly, we are a human having a soul experience, but we're also a soul having a human experience. And what if you have had previous lifetimes that have taken you around the zodiac sign and there is an evolution of that that our souls experience through lifetimes of experiences and events? The possibilities are unlimited. What I mean by that is maybe you're a Gemini or a Cancer or Sagittarius in this lifetime, and maybe you were or weren't that in a previous lifetime. You could have been the same sign in a previous lifetime that you are now and just have different experiences. Or you could have the same experiences and just be born with different astrology. Astrology gives us a foundation map for our being, yet we are far more complex than simple astrology and a simple astrology sign. Our brains, our emotions, our experiences, our drive, our intellect create the possibility for us to experience things differently. What we pay attention to, what is important to us, do we see the details or are we more a generalist? Our diversity makes us fascinating. And I know our guides love watching how we both struggle to figure things out and they love watching us have those successes. Sometimes, most times, it's about the experience and the journey. It's not about checking something off the list. So how are all the astrology signs handling this intense energy? And it has been really intense. How do the signs handle transmutation and evolution Well, that's also why there are early runners in the spiritual world that lead the way for others, the teachers, the masters. There are those that bring up the rear to make sure that no one is left behind. We all work together on this crazy evolutionary journey. Our evolution, however, is unique to each of us. And to expect sameness really cheats us out of the beauty of our individuality. The universe might be taking you on a path but you have also chosen a path. And if we understand the small parts of ourselves during the journey, it can help us move through any change that we experience. Each sign has light and abilities and the things that we celebrate, but each sign also has shadow attributes. And we often talk only about the gifts or the happy things about the sign, but during times of change, shift, evolution, or when we're transmuting energy, or when we're triggered, and oftentimes during stress, overwhelm, or just trying to figure out ourselves, we have glimmers of our shadow side. And if you've ever had something pop up and say, that's just not like me at all, I don't know where that came from. Chances are that's part of the shadow part of you. And oftentimes I talk about the archetypes of the signs. Let me just run through those because there is an order to them. Aries is the first in the zodiac sign, and the archetype is I am. Taurus is I have. Gemini is I think. Cancer is I feel. Leo is I will. Virgo is I analyze. Libra is I balance. Scorpio is I desire. Sagittarius is I aim. Capricorn is I use. Aquarius is I know. And Pisces is, I believe. So let's walk through all the signs. I'm just going to highlight what they're known for and also 
embracing part of the shadow side so that when evolution happens, if you get triggered, if you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed, this is also part of you that you might be feeling in this intense energy. So let's begin. So Aries. Aries is known as the warrior. And as I mentioned, the archetype is I am brave and bold and fiery. Aries takes actions. Aries is ruled by Mars, the planet of action and bravery. And Aries takes no prisoners and is here to lead. You'll want Aries on your team to lead or charge forward when things get tough. With the ruling planet of Mars, Aries' tendencies include sometimes being a little bit selfish, aggressive, or assertive, especially if they are there to lead and they're not able to lead. Embracing Aries' energy helps you get stuff done, and Aries without a creative outlet is a lit fuse waiting to explode. It's wise to have many outlets for this flash charge so that they don't take out those things that are closest to them. Aries needs to blow off steam and work out that intensity. A regular vigorous exercise regime is probably a good idea for Aries. Taurus, known as the sensualist and the archetype as I have, steady, grounded, and yes, just a wee materialistic sign of the zodiac. They're ruled by Venus, they love pleasure, luxury, all things premium. Taurus can be stubborn as a bull and yes, quite self-indulgent. You can tune into Taurus's energy with beautiful self-care, choosing the premium options in life and business and seeking beauty in all things. Taurus is the romantic, all about living a high quality life full of beauty and pleasure. And each individual might define what that high quality of life means might mean security, stability, financial, material things. Taurus wants a life to be beautiful and luxurious, however they define it. Staying in fancy hotels, getting hair and makeup done might be good for some and it might not fit others. Again, it's whatever luxurious and beautiful is defined by them. We admire Taurus's perseverance, their tenacity, their love of work and productivity. It's the steady plodding forward of the bull. They have the sense of protection for all their loved ones around them, yet they tend to hide something when they're under stress. That's part of their dark side or the shadow side. What happens when someone tries their patience? Well, they can become frustrated. They might be known for having an outburst that sometimes surprises even them. Taurus, you have the ability to hold a grudge, so be aware of healthy emotions and wasted energy on others that might be really only harming you. And just know that that grace that you have, that's your go-to place. And Gemini, Gemini, you're known as the messenger and the archetype as I think. You are the storyteller of the Zodiac. So many of my clients who are online or in traditional marketing have a lot of Gemini in them, writers, prominent use of their voice. Gemini is also known as the twins and Geminis can come across as having two very distinct aspects to their personality. And at worst, sometimes they can seem two-faced. I would say Geminis are outgoing and intelligent, but sometimes they can be a bit scatterbrained and find it hard to focus. 
They can be both decisive and indecisive. Having two minds about things or two faces. Geminis, as I said, love to talk and love to communicate. They can be funny and very witty. But if they're challenged or stressed out, they might become argumentative, seeing or being able to argue both sides of the story. They might become antisocial and conversations may feel more negative in their source or that underlying vibe. They also begin to hide their wants and their needs and they shut down, sometimes making it very difficult for others to understand what exactly is happening. And cancer, you are the nurturer. That archetype is I feel. It's the loving mother energy, but also much like the crab who wants to retreat back into her shell. This is the paradox of cancer, so loving and caring and nurturing, but also so easily hurt and with real tendencies to be a hermit. Oh, cancer, we feel you. The moon is about our emotions. So the moon is really at home in cancer. Cancer has a reputation for being moody, and this could be considered a shadow side attribute. But what drives cancer's occasional mood swings is a lack of self-care. Cancer is the nurturer of the zodiac, and they tend to take care of those they love. When they neglect themselves, cancer can feel depleted or even resentful. Cancers can turn their frustrations into busy work versus relationships. It's a way for them to protect their heart and to move from being to doing. And Leo, the creator, the archetype is I will. Leo is another fire sign that brings creativity and desire to be seen and heard. Leo is creative, outgoing, warm, and playful. Leo, you're here to create and to contribute. You're here to be seen and heard. Leo also has a shadow side. Leo can be a little vain, a little egotistical, a little showy. The shadow side of this is a tendency toward perfectionism. When their perfectionism kicks in, they can worry about the smallest details and feel stuck with fear, doubt, or even anxiety. This might be directed at themselves or directed at others. Leo's You're not always patient. You like to keep things moving. So sometimes during intense pressure or stress and you want to get things done, you don't want to do the rework. You don't have time. You often don't trust others around. And so you'll dive in and just take on all the work yourselves. That leads to you often becoming solo where sometimes it's just not needed. And Virgo, you're the healer. In your archetype, as I analyze, you're not always recognized by others as the healer. Virgo seeks alignment. Virgos are well-suited to analytical healing modalities such as astrology and kinesiology, as well as other grounded healing techniques like crystal work, herbalism, or essential oils. Those are all tools of the earth. Virgos are very organized. They're responsible. And even when expressing their shadow side, They can become a perfectionist, critical, and even just a little bit obsessive. And like Leo, Virgo's shadow side has a tendency toward perfectionism. When their perfectionism kicks in, they can worry about all the details and feel stuck with fear, doubt, and anxiety. They can overanalyze or talk themselves both into doing something 
or out of doing something. Doubt in either case will create a spin-like momentum that's often termed analysis paralysis. And Libra, you are the diplomat and your archetype is I balance. In everything, Libra seeks harmony and balance. They're fair and have a strong sense of justice as well as a love of beauty. Libra wants to be fair in everything and wants others to be fair in everything. But the shadow side is that Libra can be really indecisive, having trouble picking which side. And sometimes that's as simple as picking what to have for dinner. Because Libra hates or dislikes confrontation, they get frustrated and that pressure builds. They can have a tendency to be a bit passive aggressive. Libra needs to be encouraged to feel their anger and frustration in appropriate ways and know that it's okay to set boundaries and have their own opinions. The shadow energy of Libra is that they might get to a point that others become dependent upon them. And as the weight of that energy is realized, they lose hope and faith in the person or the situation. They get emotionally exhausted trying to keep everyone and everything in balance. That is just a crash waiting to happen. And Scorpio, you're the alchemist and the archetype is I desire. Scorpio is about deep soul level transformation. Scorpio is passionate, intense, and perceptive. The phoenix rising from the ashes is often depicted as that sign of Scorpio. It reminds me that not all healing is in the light and not all healing is easy. Some healing is deep and complex and painful, but importantly, transformational. That is Scorpio's gift to the world, is to push for depth. But with that, Scorpio can be destructive, jealous, vindictive, the worst. And so Scorpio has a bit of a bad name in some popular astrology. Represented by Scorpio, yes, Scorpio has a biting tongue, and when frustrated, stressed, or misunderstood, that sting can be felt by those around. They also have the ability to go to the deep, dark sides of things and stir things up for others, and that could be equally important. And Sagittarius, you are the explorer, and your archetype is I aim. So now let me tell you all the good things. They're adventurous, optimistic, enthusiastic. They're the wanderers and on a constant search for meaning. They are the sign that wants to know the meaning of life, even if it takes a lifetime. And if I had to say anything on the shadow side about Sagittarius, well, some believe that they're a little lazy, but I like to say that they like to just be chilled or discerning. They are absolutely restless and they can be very direct and tactless. The shadow side may be that they shut down they hide. We can see that as lazy or not energized energy, or sometimes they aim for too many things and get overwhelmed, which then could contribute to them losing steam. And Capricorn, you are the ruler and your archetype is I use. Your sign is the mountain goat climbing that metaphorical mountain slow, but steady will get you there. The master ruled by Saturn It's all about your great work, structure, and responsibility. And sometimes I feel a little sad for Capricorns because life can be a little bit too serious for them. They are absolutely hardworking, responsible, and ambitious. 
Capricorns are going somewhere by hell or high water. They're going to do it. In Capricorn, I sometimes see the workaholic because unlike Aries, whose fire and actions are somewhat short-lived, Capricorn keeps going and going and going until burnout forces them to take a break. Let me be clear. No sign is a bad one. And if you are an entrepreneur, you will be hoping that you have some planets in Capricorn to help with your drive, action, and motivation. They may get a little bit frustrated with others that are not able to keep up with their pace or their endurance, but they will get the job done. And Aquarius, they are the maverick. Their archetype is I know. Aquarius is the sign of the innovator and the humanitarian. They are the water bearer and the future maker, the entrepreneur who is here to do big things, new things, innovative things, things that help humanity as a whole. Aquarius is a very intellectual sign. They're active, creative, and inventive minds, and they often privilege their minds over their emotions. This can lead to the shadow side of Aquarius, which is detachment from emotions, especially in times of stress. They also sometimes dream beyond what they or others are ready for, or the dreams fall flat due to resources or a plan to move forward. They are the dreamers, but sometimes they do need others to help them with the actions to move forward. And Pisces, the mystic, The archetype is, I believe, the not-quite-here-on-earth cosmic wanderer. Pisces, you also are incredibly creative, intuitive, mystical, and spiritual. You also can be a bit vague, seem a little lost, and you can tend to try to escape the realities of this 3D dimensional place on earth. You are not the most practical of the signs, but what would the world be without you? Not worth living in it, that's for sure, because we need your hippie boho spirit in this world. The sign of Pisces is represented by the fishes, and they are swimming in opposite directions, and that's often how Pisces feels, being pulled in different directions. Pisces really wants to be up in the cosmos, connecting with source energy, meditating or creating, but they're often told that that's not the way they should live or that they should feel unable to live that way due to material needs. They can get frustrated and become very disconnected with logic or earthly items and really back away from the real world or the world that has too much pressure. So I hope by going through all the astrology signs, you're able to pull out a few nuggets, including the shadow parts of yourself. This is the energy that makes up you and it makes us up as a community. The question then is how might you use this information? Well, I would suggest you become familiar with your archetype. Use that archetype in your ceremonies or your meditations. For example, I'm an Aries, so many of my mantras include I am. Remember the archetype of Aries is I am. I use that because I believe that coming into this lifetime as an Aries, that is one of the biggest things that I need to learn is to incorporate that archetype into my life. Who am I? And defining I am. I also encourage you to pay attention to the signs that are around you, meaning the sign previous to your zodiac sign, your sun sign, and the sign that is 
ahead of your zodiac or your sun sign. So for example, I'm Aries, the past sign would be Pisces and that archetype is, I believe. And so if we think about past lifetimes or the things that we're still learning, those would be maybe what you've worked on in a previous lifetime and you're still carrying forward into this lifetime. So for example, mine is, I believe. So I do know that what I believe is being challenged in this lifetime. I'm always questioning what I really believe and what I believe is often changing as I evolve. I know I've let go of many past things in my belief library and now I'm creating new versions of me in this lifetime. Taurus is the sign ahead of me and that archetype is I have and I'm still figuring out what all that means. I know in some cases it's about the gifts that I have, the skills that I have, the things that I'm picking up in this lifetime that might carry me forward into a future lifetime. But that's the one I'm still pondering on. Another example, let's pick another sign. Let's say you're Gemini and your sign archetype is, I think, you might be focusing on the things that you need to think about. You need to process more analytical, think things through more in this lifetime than maybe in your past. Your past sign would be, I have. So you might be having residual about things in your life about what you have. And your future is, I feel. I'm really curious for those that are listening, if you play this out, how does that play out in your life? I'd love to hear from you. I always Also pay attention to where the moon is, new moon and full moon. They often trigger that particular area that we need to focus on and the archetypes help us really analyze or figure out where we're being touched. I want to run through the zodiac sign one more time because I do believe that each sign progresses us through our human experience. And as you listen to the zodiac signs and each of the archetypes, think about how humanity might be navigating through the zodiac sign, starting with Aries, which is I am. The second sign is Taurus, which I have. So we first identify with who we are, then we identify with what we have. And then the third sign is I think. So then we identify with what we think. The fourth one is then what we feel. And the fifth is then I will. If we start to play them together, humanity starts to say, I am, I have these things. I think these things. I feel these things. And I will, or I take action on these things. Then comes Virgo, which is about I analyze. We're starting to develop that intellect. Libra is I balance. Scorpio is I desire. Sagittarius is I aim. I start aiming for different things. Capricorn is I use. And that's all about how do I use the things that make up me. And Aquarius is I know. It's having that surety of what we do know. And Pisces is I believe. And then we start all over again with the Aries I am. And that's the evolution we continue to go through and process. Keep in mind that astrology is not meant to pigeonhole us into one thing. Please know that it is a component that helps us define a map, a piece of a map of who we are. But as human beings, we are so complex. We are so diverse. We're so gifted. We are all important. All our attributes of what we carry All the shadow sides, the things that we're learning are all important because we are all connected here 
We're all having individual experiences, but we're also all having the collective experiences. We need others to experience life together here on the planet. I'm Lori Wondra. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wondra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.